Well, it's Friday the 31st of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shadwick here, joined as always by Shane Lee. How you doing today, Shano? I'm doing good today. Um, it might be a different uh, story on Monday. I've got my son, Thomas, who's seven, wanted to have a, a sports challenge weekend. So on the way to school this morning, we've come up with five events to do over the weekend. Okay. <clears throat> I'll, I'll run you through it, mate. So 1v1 basketball. Right. So it's first to 30 points. He's only seven. I'm much taller. I can turn my back on him. I should win that comfortably, I think. Yeah, you should tell him up in that. I should if tell he him the basketball, that's yeah. embarrassing. Then we go to table tennis. He's not bad at table tennis, but he has no backhand. So if he starts getting away from me, I'll just put everything in his backhand. So I should be two up after the first two events. Okay. Now, here's where it could go pear-shaped. The two-kilometre cross-country... He's an unbackable favourite here. Ooh. <laughs> he, won his, he won his cross-country at school against year fours. He's only in year two. So he's going to smoke me there. There's no doubt about that. Then the fourth event he wants to do is 10 times 50-metre sprints with 30-second recovery. Whoa. So I'm still faster than him. I'm still faster than him, but he's turning into a bit of a cross-country as well with no recovery. So that's a 50-50 yeah. there. Is that after the cross-country? Straight after cross-country, yep. Yeah, you're stuffed, mate. You're yeah, stuffed. Gone. So it should be too all. So then I decide I'm, I'm picking the, the fifth event no matter what. It's going to be an AFL kicking competition, and I'll decide on the distance depending on how the results go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I should win by the weekend. The only issue is the 10 by 50 metres, I may not get to the AFL kicking if I do a calf or an Achilles. So we'll wait and see. Well, I've, I'm <laughs> concerned about your fitness by the time you get to the kicking time. You know what I mean? I feel like by then you're not going to be able to do the run-up. Yeah, he's, he's pretty excited. So <laughs> I'll report on Monday the result, but uh, it should be fun. He's pretty, he's pretty pumped up. What's on the line? What are the what's the stakes other than your pride as a father? Was well, yeah, definitely pride for me. <laughs> um, he said he wanted a, um, a Nintendo Switch game if he beat me. <laughs> oh, well- <laughs> <laughs> far out! I think yeah. he, I reckon he's he smartly stacked the events. He has, he has. You know, lulls you into a false sense of security. Not to mention, if he beats you in the table tennis, it's game over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I might fake an injury then. But, uh, mate, I'm going to put him under pressure. They say you, you can't make a diamond unless, you, unless there's pressure, mate. So we'll oh, see how go. he goes. Yep. Today on the show, we're discussing basketball, AFL, the world game bit going on as well. So let's get into it. Hey, Stephen Ferris here, one half of Fire Up. I'm here with the great Chris Gale, the other half of Fire Up. And Stephen, we've had a lot of fun with rugby league over the years, but with the way the concussions and HIAs are going, I give the game about five years. It's looking dark and gloomy, Chris. So you may as well come and tune into the Fire Up podcast now and listen to the last days of rugby league. As we see the little stuff, it's a soap opera and you're going to love it. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Well, let's kick off with tennis, uh, Shano. It is an interesting one. The Davis Cup final is going to be at Manchester's AO Arena in September. And the Aussies are going to be taking on a bit of the old enemy, along with France and Switzerland. Yeah, Great Britain are in there for the first time in, in quite a few years. Um, the Aussies uh, were runners-up last year. So, look, they come with form. Uh, Alex Dimonar will be leading the Aussie side. Leon Smith, the captain of the Great Britain team, Still, they're still not certain whether they recall Andy Murray or not. I, I would, um, current form, he's been playing very, very good tennis. Won a tournament for the first time in many years, um, only a month or so ago. Uh, so I'll see if they bring him back. But uh, yeah, Great Britain qualified after defeating Colombia 3-1. 
I dare say I would back the Colombians in, to win the after party, but they didn't win the tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the problem playing the Colombians is the lines on the field kept moving. That's the problem. <laughs> Uh, look, let's turn to the world game here. There's a lot to get into when it comes to football around the world. First, we'll talk about the Women's Champions League. Uh, the Arsenal have booked themselves a spot in the semi-final. They have, mate. Uh, for the first time in 10 years, defeating Bundesliga champ or leaders, uh, Bayern Munich. They won 2-0. Uh, they scored two goals in seven minutes in the first half, which pretty much sealed Bayern Munich's fate. Um, in front of 21,000. So it's a huge effort from the girls over there. And uh, as I said, first time they're in the semifinals in 10 years. Yeah, it's quite an effort there as well. And another effort is to, uh, too is a bit of a shocker, actually. I don't know when the last time this has probably happened, but Scotland beating Spain 2-0. 2-0, and this is not a rugby game. This is in soccer. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. And they reckon the Spaniards were so arrogant. Um, they were abusing the refs. They were diving, you know, carrying on with sore ankles. And um, and don't forget, Scotland's ranked 42 in the world. Uh, the, the Spaniards even apparently winched about the length of the grass. Like, yeah, boys. I love that. Yeah. I love that complaint. The grass yeah. is too long. So, mate, well, the other team's able to put two goals in. So. That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a great result for the yeah. Scotland. And apparently they were very, very calm the way they handled themselves and um, their midfield was great. But yeah, the Spaniards carried on like uh, little sissy boys, they reckon. Let's turn to some athletics here. This is exciting. Um, look, we, we know he was the fastest man on the planet, Usain Bolt. But now a new a new sprinter has entered the chat, a teen sensation who has done something that Usain wasn't even able to do. Can you even pronounce his name? Buwaji Nakumi. I reckon I've nailed that. Have you just had a stroke? No, I reckon I've na- I reckon I've absolutely nailed that. Honestly, so, so I, again. I think I have. Anyone who's Boaji Nakromi. Yep. That's well what I reckon it is. Well, and I reckon if anyone wants to challenge me otherwise, they can bring it on. <laughs> Sounds like Boaji to me. <laughs> hey, um, but I, I reckon he's well he's the first uh, as an under twenty to go under um ten seconds. Um, and they're saying the same Bolt didn't even do this. So this kid, they're going to be one of the going to be one of the fastest, if not the fastest person on the planet. He's still going to be get, get past the the record of the same Bolt. But uh, to go sub ten seconds at his age, that's a huge effort. Yeah, mental, absolutely yep. mental. Um, look, let's take a quick break because then we've got to chat the big codes, AFL, NRL, and some interesting news out of the basketball world as well. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age any fitness at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com.
Well, the uh, AFL season is a couple of rounds in and another bad day for the Brisbane Lions. Western Bulldogs managed to get up over the Lions. And man, the last few minutes, you could just see the disappointment on the Lions side's face letting this one go. This is a bit of a shocker, surely. Well, it is a shocker. Uh, the Brisbane Lions were labelled pre-season favourites and I've tipped them to win the Premiership and it's not looking that way at the moment, particularly with their new forward line and Josh Dunkley, Jack Gunston and Will Ashcroft but their midfield would just really let them down. The Western Bulldogs who have coming off a couple of losses played really, really well. The great part of this story, the Western Bulldogs won 67-53 to 53, low scoring affair but Eugen, um, sorry, Jamara Eugle Hagen who copped all that racial abuse last week, yeah. had a horrible week, he was in tears, the poor guy responded perfectly with five goals. And they're saying that this kid could be anything in the future, and he really showed his potential last night uh, to the point where – and he said he didn't want to do it. He, he was in tears again after the game, so it's clearly affected him. But he lifted up his shirt like Nicky Winmar did almost 30 years ago and pointed to the yeah. guy over his skin, and it was a uh, – geez, I tell you, I'm, I'm a bit emotionally talking about it. It was a bloody beautiful moment. Yeah, it was like just iconic, isn't yeah. it? But, I mean – the underlying issue of this within the AFL is just sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is but sad. Like every season, I feel like I feel like it's every single year. There's something. Mm. It's a frustrating sight to be to having to see this guy go through that. But uh, in terms of the football side of it, uh, Shano, the table for the AFL is a weird-looking one Sure, a few is, rounds in. Yep. You've got Geelong winless, hoping yep. to change that this weekend. Mm. The Bulldogs are beating the Brisbane Lions, which means the Lions have only got one win taken away from there. Yep. You're looking at the top of the table. It's Sydney, St Kilda, Essendon, Collingwood, North Melbourne, mm-hmm. Richmond, Carlton. Far out. Love I mean, you. I'm happy Carlton's up there. <laughs> so am I. I'm happy the Swans are up there, but uh, you wouldn't really pick. Well, though, I, I thought St Kilda would finish top eight. We'll wait and see. There's still a long season to go. Uh, but Essendon, gee whiz, they've surprised me yeah. so far. And, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting season so far, but uh, everyone would have picked Geelong still to make the grand final. And I don't think they're going to make it the way they're playing right now. Well, it's a long season, yep. though, isn't it? it I is, mean, right. the big one this weekend is going to be Hawthorne, North Melbourne. That's going to be an interesting Yeah, I can't little, wait for that. Uh, Bring your mouth guards. It's got all in punch-up, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, all in punch-up. That's punch going up. to be a fascinating one. Hey, the coaches. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's turn to rugby league. And, man, two Simbins in the Eagles-Roosters games, and there wasn't even a punch-up. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'll tell you what, but beware all other teams in the uh, NRL. The Roosters, they looked sharp last night. Sawali was the first time I've seen him being given a little bit of space and that sort of left foot step he did on Moses just to go around him just showed his real class after, I suppose, not a tough week. He's been signed to the... Um, to oh, the that's the easiest week you can have in your bloody life. What are you talking <laughs> Guaranteed about? Guaranteed 4.8 but, but Walker and Kiri look superb. Like Walker's cutout passes were unbelievable. Kiri looked fast. And then you got the surreptitious Brandon Smith and in being very opportunistic in and around the ruck, they look bloody good. Um, what, what do you think, mate? I, I thought Tupo could have scored five tries, apart from you know, that. There's one cover tackle on him from uh, from Moses, which was great to watch as well. But the Eels defended so hard in the first half. I think the Roosters had 61% possession, so it was uh, yeah, it was amazing game of football. Yeah, I think obviously the big talking point out of it is Trent Robinson's reaction to you know the fact that plays and gets mm. sent off for the high contact on Teddy that actually had him removed from the game. The two Simbins were 25 yep. minutes into the game. 
So I know that I know that Robbo's ropeable, and obviously they're bad moments in the game. But you know they were taking on a depleted side for mm. a chunk there, so you'd want to be playing good footy. I, I think Suali'i played yeah, so good that it would have Gus Gould and the other, uh, <laughs> you know, yep. rugby rival yellers at the moment, Paul Kent and whatnot, bloody losing their mm. minds after spending the week talking about how him playing in the NRL is just going to be a further advertisement to rugby <laughs> union. Um, but he played superb. And, and I think the thing with the Roosters is they had a slow start yep. last year. And Robbo said they weren't ready mm. for the season. It looked like that was going to be them this year, but then it seems like that Souths game, Turned around. they knocked themselves back into gear. And you're right, you're going to have one of the most devastating yeah. spines with, you know, they've got three fullbacks on the field. We know Manu yep. can play fullback as well. You know yep. what I mean? Like, there's so much power out there that it, I think the only way that this side can maybe falter is if you can get the wood on their forward pack, which even then can have its day it, in the it sun can, as mate, well. So, I think Brandon Smith there, I think it, it's taken him a couple of games just to get used to the style of the Roosters and uh, I think it clicked in last night. And, you know, that one where he faked to go to the left and, and ran and gave put Kiri through the gap was just yeah. just classic, um, almost Melbourne Storm play. <laughs> and what about the silky yep. Collins? Collins uh, gets it from Tedesco, mm-hmm. breaks through, gives it yeah, back to Tedesco, yep. flings it out wide. Like, it's just, it was real class stuff to watch. So, yeah, you're right. The NRL should be on notice. This weekend's got some... Ripper games ahead as well. Um, obviously, Rabbitoh yep. Storm's going to be an interesting Rabideau's one. Win that. The two yep. of them. Dragons, Dolphins. Your Dragons taking on the Dolphins. The Red oh, V versus know, the Red mate. V. Well, I've tipped the Dragons <laughs> by two, but I'm not confident. What? Well, what are you doing? <laughs> you got to bet with your heart occasionally. All right. I reckon the game to watch, uh, which will be, I, reckon, I reckon will be interesting, uh, one is can the West Tigers be a banana peel for the Broncos tomorrow? Uh, mm. Because, you know, the, the people... It's hard to step up against a team that you know you're supposed to beat. But I really think the Warriors might surprise people against the Sharks. Well, that, the Warriors do play a style of football that um, I reckon can beat the, the Sharks. But, you know, Nico Hines is back and he looked pretty good first, oh, yeah, game, first game back. He's only going to get better, you'd think. So that's a real threat for them. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, yep. up the waz. Uh Before we go, let's touch on some basketball mm-hmm. here. Um, I'll start with some good news. Australian basketball player Josh yep. Green, okay? He's starting to do pretty well at the Mavs right now. It's good to see some more Aussies starting to uh, bubble up to the top in the NBA. But it is, mate. But he's now um, been taken under the tutelage of Joseph Bunasar, um, who's been working with NBA players over the last 25 years to the point now where this guy, they reckon, as a coach and a mentor, is one of the most, he um, can breed superstars. He only sort of chooses players now that he wants to work with and he loves green. He's got a great work ethic. He's a super kid. He's a good person. Has speed and athleticism. Um, yeah, it's it's it bodes well for this young kid who uh, is getting big raps from, from a guy who's been around the traps for many years. Yeah, and, and it is good to see that, you know, you, you do get pan-picked when it comes to these guys and they say they love yes. him, love his work ethic, they love his skills. Let's talk yep. about another guy whose work ethic and oh. skills have been a yeah, huge question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and look, it's... Oh, look, we don't want to get into Ben Simmons bashing season, but this guy's career is surely over, Shane. And my nets are going to figure out a way to get rid of him for the money that he is on right now. The Brooklyn Nets have announced that Ben Simmons will not play the rest of the season not uh, back, after yeah. succumbing to a nerve, what's said to be a nerve injury in his back. Uh, but doctors have not recommended surgery and a procedure is not inside, according to Coach Vaughan. 
the specialists feel that he needs a, just to have a full recovery. The guy's barely played any freaking basketball for the last three years. Like, what do you mean he needs more recovery? Well, your back gets sore sitting on a couch playing PlayStation, mate. Because <laughs> I reckon that's what he's been doing, eating pizza. And look, it, I want to ask you, it's just, do you think this is the end of his NBA career? It's got to be. Yes. Yes, yep, yep. I think so. I don't what think anyone can want to hire this guy <laughs> no. because, you know, regardless of, yeah, obviously mental health issues leaving the 76ers, Philadelphia fans are brutal and awful people. We know that. But um, he came to the Nets. He didn't play for a large chunk. He had great mentors there in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, then you also had Paddy Mills there. Yep. Yeah, you had a fellow Aussie there that was willing to help as well. This is his stats, man. He appeared in 42 games all season. Since mm-hmm. arriving from the 76ers in the trade last season, he's averaged 6.9 points. Jeez. Twenty. He's done 26.3 minutes per game in that time he was there. All mm-hmm. of that is career lows. Yep. Right? And he's on the books for the Nets for $35.5 million this season with two years left on a $177 million contract. It's got to be the biggest... Like a rot of a contract you've seen for the amount of... Th- Look, it's crazy. He's at 6.3 rebounds, 6.1 assists, 1.3 steals. A free throw... He's actually... His free throw percentage is actually, for his standards, not bad, 43.9%. But doesn't hurt but, his back, that. But, but it's like... It's so awful. And the Nets have to do this stupid dance because they want to trade him. Yep. They have to do this stupid dance pretending like they're actually going to you know, yeah. play him. Coach Vaughan saying, oh, the aim is to... You know, for Ben to still be involved, you know. This guy was a three-time All-Star. Mm. Like, something awful has happened. Well, you'd be, you his know what? career's fallen apart. And you know what? I've got a theory for you. Okay. Anyone who gets close to the Kardashian-Jenner clan, <laughs> their careers seem to spiral. At one point, he was dating Kendall Jenner. Yep. And I feel like if we go back, I feel like that was when it started to fall apart. Do you know what? I reckon that's the highlight of his career. <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> right. It will be. It will be. But, so but, I'm but, telling you, I'm telling you, Ben Simmons will be playing in the NBL. At some point, he's going to be down here playing for the Kings or something. I bet you. I bet yeah. you it's going to happen. Well, they'll, they'll, he'll draw a crowd if he gets on the paddock. <laughs> but, um, but, but my theory is that as a professional sportsman, franchise, they're prepared to work with someone. If you've got um, mental issues, they're prepared to work with that. If you've got physical issues, they're prepared to try and work with that. Unfortunately, he's got both. And it's mm. really, really hard for, for a franchise or a club to, to try and deal with both body and mind. Um, it's, it's all, it's, you know, one sort of leads into the other and, and vice versa. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. And, uh, and I think it is the end of his NBA career. Yeah, 100%. If you can't yep. produce if you can't produce on the court, the Nets are just going to get rid of you and I think he'll he'll likely bounce around for a bit. Like mm. there's there's a thing about status in sports like that where they'll they'll bounce him around the league for a bit just because of what he used to be. Yeah. But eventually, I'm telling you, he's going to be flying down to Australia and he's going to be playing in the NBL. <laughs> it's going to happen. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And before we go, a quick thank you to our sponsors. A thanks to our sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sports. So we'll see you then. See you then, guys. Take care. We'll have to watch the Kardashians. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. 
If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.